0: And I'll ask our first lady to get ready, and maybe we'll do a countdown from 10. So we'll go 10, 9, nine eight, 8, 7, seven six, 6, 5, 4, four three, 3, 2, two 1. It's- it's- Ladies, I need to go back to 2008 because I am sick of these pedigrees. Jesus fucking Christ. Did you see that pedigree on Kane, ladies? I swear The Rock took the worst pedigree until I saw The Undertaker and Kane taking these pedigrees back in 2008. And, ladies, uh, Kane is known for taking a great stunner. I'm very disappointed that today he can't take a pedigree.
1: Well, and it, with the ped, with the pedigree, I, I bring Booker T up there with some of the worst pedigrees I've ever seen. That looks like it looks like a move that he does to your leg when Booker T's taking a knee to the ground pedigree. So the pedigree has been around for as long as time in memoriam, and a uh, one night stand 2008 was no exception, my man.
0: Ladies, that wasn't Booker's knee. Have you ever seen him fight in the supermarket? You ever see his dick pop out? Tell me you've seen this before. I haven't seen it. I've watched that a hundred times.
1: I have a DVD called like. 50 Oh My God moments. And uh, between each moment, it plays a little song. It's like, oh, my God. And that's one of the moments, the supermarket fight. How did I miss?
0: it? It's on YouTube. Di- they don't even censor it. It's like his dick is the color of the pants. It's weird because he's a, you know, and the camera is a, you know, and it can only pick up so much contrast because of his, you know, and Vladees, his dick flops out. And it's great because they could have acted like it didn't happen, like they don't afterwards. But, I mean, in the moment, Stone Cold and Booker T. Could have no sold it and continued with his dick out and maybe Maybe no one would have ever saw. But then they put like a bear box on top of it and Booker's holding it on. Stone Cold sees the dick, gives him a box. They, he holds the box on. Like this whole orchestrated box moment is really what tells you that the dick popped out a minute ago. And when you pause it, you, when you stare at it, you really got to like, it's like a visual illusion. Is it the pants? Is it the dick? Ladies, that's Booker's dick in that match.
1: I cannot wait to rewatch this tonight. I have this network <laughs> Uh, I know my credit card uh, is over the limit, so it hasn't paid it in like a month. So I was surprised that I was able to watch One Night Stand. But uh, while I still have it, while the while the getting's good, we might as well watch Booker T's dick.
0: Remember Over the-, the Limit, ladies? Those were the good old days. Now, that's not quite on the level of a battleground. Let's not get crazy. But Over the Limit you saw the likes of Alex Riley versus The Miz. You know, like Capital Punishment matches. Whatever happened to Capital Punishment, ladies? They need to do a
1: yearly pay-per-view in Washington, D.C. I kind of like the idea of naming all of our pay-per-views based uh, on the city that they're in, capital punishment. I love that Calgary Stampede pay-per-view. We need to do more of those. We can do, like Every city they go to, it should just be like one night in Pittsburgh. Like, I would love it if they did that. I'm looking at
0: book his huge hog right now. It's hog wild fucking 2008. What year was this? Ladies, look at this dick I'm looking at. All right, I'm going to send you the link, then go to 4 minutes. Three seconds, and honestly, go to 358. I want you to see the Stone Cold punches that pull the dick out, because his fly's undone, and Stone Cold is punching, and his he trips while punching, and his arm rips out Booker's dick. So, ladies, I'm gonna send you this life. I'm changing your life today. I'm bringing boxing back. I'm over. I forget what else I brought. Oh, Postmates, and now here we are with Booker's dick ready to get print it out and blow, blown up on a sign when I go to Capital Punishment 2020. All right, ladies, you have the link. Go to four minutes, and oh, my God, is that's not even close to the same color as the pants. That's his dick. No one can say it isn't. I'm watching
1: it now. I'm watching Austin smash him with a beer can, and you're saying at what time?
0: All right, I'm going to go back to 3.55. Oh, shit,
1: that does look like his dick. All right, hold on. <laughs> he gives him a 12-pack of Budweiser yeah. and says,
0: here you go, pal. Put that on your Wait. dick. And I'm pretty sure Stone Cold tells the story, right? There's no way this isn't known. I feel like, Ble- but, is if you didn't know, it's not known enough.
1: I'm seeing it now. It looks like a penis, but I'm just curious to how it got that sideways. So maybe it's not. Maybe it is <laughs> Dude, just. Bleed
0: is I missed the toilet today. How did it get Dude, that? Dude, what deep? else could it be? It's a total dick. It's I was holding dick. my dick, and it was that sideways today. <laughs> Dicks just get that sideways. I'm trying to aim, and I'm missing one time, Validius, I used to go to the movies with my brother every week on Friday. He would buy my ticket. We'd see three movies. We'd maybe get tickets to one and just, you know, skedaddle back and forth. And we saw me, myself, and Irene in theaters. And there's that scene where he pisses and the, his stream hits the wall, and he had to explain it to me. I'm like, I don't get it. What's going on? I guess cum gets crusty in your dick hole. I was little at the time, Validius. I was a virgin. I didn't know. I still don't all the way get that. Does it get crusty in your dick hole? Because I feel like there's a
1: constant stream uh, when it leaves, and it's not like it's just sitting there waiting to get crusty.
0: It depends on your partner. But also, ladies, (laughs) God damn it. What year are we doing? I think that was 2002. I'm sorry. 2008, ladies, Jeff Hardy faced Umaga in a Falls Count Anywhere match to open one night stand. And I wasn't sure what to expect Just looking at the covers in 2008, going from WrestleMania to Backlash to Kane on an ECW one-night stand cover. But then when I saw Extreme Rules, I'm like, okay, this is the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. And I liked each gimmick match. I liked each stipulation, which is what I call them. And uh, Vladis, Ricardio last week told me Jeff Hardy feuded with MVP. So this was a very pleasant surprise. I'm glad he was wrong. I'd much rather see Umaga. And I'd love seeing barefoot Umaga walking around the parking lot. How gross was that?
1: It was weird to see that. I don't know why it stood out to me, too. But the fact that they're like, hey, it it cannot. I mean, this pay-per-view is in the summer. You know, it's got to be hot on that concrete. And Umaga is just like, whatever, let's go outside. And this was, again, every time we watch these fucking 2008 things, Umaga is great. I, I really am upset that he's not around anymore doing this same shtick. I think Umaga could be a top five ever. Why did he never win a world title? It was the, the character was easy to do. I was a little upset that he lost because it's like false count
0: anywhere should favor him. But of course, Whoa, swans, ladies, what are you I'm, talking about? How does that? Well, then again, he lived in the jungle. You're right. Falls count anywhere would favor him. But stubbing toes, like we were just saying, barefoot. True. Jeff Hardy's the king of extreme. When there's a Shawn Michaels truck out there, how do you say it favors Umaga? Of course, Jeff Hardy is going <laughs> to see his hero and jump off his head. But Vladis, when they're in the ring, that favored Umaga, that fucking black hole slam. I don't even know what the name of that move was. And I'll never forget. He took the sh- is that the same move that the big boss, is that the big boss slam, but done cool? He doesn't go down with them. He like spins he does around it more
1: like a, he did it more like a Chris Harris catatonic, which was my finisher. When I was a, when I was a young lad, uh, just that spinning, that's that whirling slam that he does. But, uh, Chris Harris and I go down like a rock bottom Umaga just fucking throws you and it looks awesome doing it. And I love the Samoan Spike. I don't care what anybody says. I like that he tapes
0: his thumb I don't know who would ever say anything against it. That's one of the greatest wrestling finishers. If I ever made a video called The Greatest Wrestling Finishers, that would be the thumbnail. I know in history the opposite is reality, but I was wrong. And this black hole slam was a bit snug, and that should have been his finisher. The way Jeff Hardy hit the mat and kept spinning like he was a skipped rock on the ocean. Ladies, I'm kind of like Ernest Hemingway. You are. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of boxing, and there was a boxer named Gene Tunney, I think that's who he was, and he used to be kind of a snob. He hung out with uh, writers like Ernest Hemingway at the time, so the p- fans didn't take to him very well. And when Jack Dempsey beat him in the rematch, it was I think more than ninety thousand. But Vladis, here it, One Night Stand, there was at least twelve thousand. And how big was that fucking mattress Jeff Hardy jumped on? So they, Jeff Hardy and Umaga on the truck. He kicks Umaga off it, then does the Swanton. We've all seen it. Uh, yeah. we've recreated it in video games it's the best spot ever but then when the pin happens the you see a big mattress in the background if you're gonna take the time to move that move it a little further how about three more yards there's big trucks everywhere push under the truck why would it still be in the shot ladies i'm not sure but i even remember like i mean this camera's
1: wireless you know <laughs> why is he not getting up into this action and they Conveniently have those barrels, you know, or whatever it was blocking what, where Umaga was. I loved it that he did the Swanton and, you know, JR and, and Jim Ross did a great job at kind of going, Where did he go? Where did Jeff go? Like, I love that they pretended that, you know, oh, he didn't just hit the concrete and kill Umaga. Uh, you know, and I well, was kind of be like a Umaga rolled out of the way.
0: The king said something weird. Did he miss? Or did he hit him? It almost made it, yeah. it seem like it almost ruined the moment. But then when I thought about it for a second, I'm like, that enhanced the moment. Because now I want to know if he hit him. And yeah, those barrels were there to block the mattress. So then there's this delayed time before the cameraman goes. They're moving the mattress. But they move it. Right there, where we i don't know, believe it is. It was way bigger than the mattress. Fucking Shane jumped on off the cell, so I think Jeff Hardy's a big pussy now. And the ref undersold the spot, like a—he saw that like a punch happened. If
1: I'm he not, he did. Ref, yeah, he was kind of just like, okay, hurry up, get the mattress out of here. If I'm, like,
0: if I'm not ref, like I'm a- exploding right now. If that happens.
1: Yeah, he didn't do like a like a, a Batista, you know, when he does that big weird jump, getting hit yeah. off the rope. I thought we were gonna get one of those. Like, whoa, bro! He didn't even do. He didn't even say words. He just kind of watched it oh. happen. Ladies, and, words. Yeah,
0: you bring up words, huh? Best damn theme song ever. A little song called "More Than Words." How about a little appreciation? Oh, chopsticks! I'm coming in early. This song's the best. Je- Is Jeff Hardy singing this or not? Is this the one he I, sings? We, we always go back and forth if this is actually him. I think it's him. Writing's on the wall. Writing on the wall. Rock's a motherfucker. No, 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 that's Jeff Hardy. That's Jeff I love this song, ladies. Oh. I'm not going to kill myself. I, sorry, I should have just thought that. I was on the edge. But now that I'm boxing in this song.
2: <laughs>
0: Let in the wall. The writing's on the wall. Give Jeff Hardy version two this song. That's what I call modern <laughs> Jeff Hardy, He's the He woke up and became version two. And he needs a song like this.
1: I love this song. And I remember... Uh, old the whole fucking show, which you can still go get online, uh, KevinSkimpoley.com. I remember like Danny being confused, like this doesn't fit his character at all. But when he was in the WWE with this song, he was Daredevil Jeff Hardy. He was Swanton bombing off of Shawn Michaels' trucks. Like that was that Jeff Hardy. Well, how
2: stupid! How stupid
1: is this? Danny?
0: What the this? Have you seen Jeff Hardy dance to this song? It fits yeah, him perfectly. It fits him so perfectly. Thank God the camera wasn't on me. When I was doing the <laughs> Jeff Hardy dance, the one time I'm not screaming to get that camera on me. <laughs>
2: and
0: earlier, the on the wall. I love that someone wrote on that fucking wall. I, I think he just made one of his paintings on the wall. It looks like gook writing. It doesn't. He, he was trying to draw a person, though. You ever see Jeff Hardy try to paint, for ladies?
1: I have seen him try and paint. I know that you're not a huge fan. I'm okay with it. I think, you know, out of all the paintings I've seen, he's not any worse than anyone else.
0: Well, they're great finger paintings, for sure. But if he has a brush in his hand, that better not be the result. Oh, what the fuck?
2: <sighs> oh, here we go. Yeah.
0: Isn't there a version that starts with words but not the hook? And that's what Danny and I were like searching for one week. You
1: guys were finding the chopstick. Like, <laughs> yeah, chopsticks. And then two in... weeks later, you were like, we got to find chopsticks or hot sticks.
0: And then you could not find it at all. That became the favorite version, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> chopsticks here in my pockets. That's <laughs> that's the that verse is about when he was in Denny shooting on CM Punk and he ordered yeah. some fucking uh, casserole.
2: And you're that's Jeff Hardy.
0: That's a, that is the whisper in the wind. I'm uh, sorry. I'm looking at the highlights now. Uh, I want a Jeff Hardy shirt. I don't have enough sleeves that are all green and tie-dye. <laughs> What a cool character. I don't know. They used to come with the sleeves. You could order those sleeves. It wasn't, you know they they really they knew we wanted them. I never got to talk like this with Danny because he hated the Hardy Boys. I loved Jeff Hardy. Well, oh, would... and that's what's so silly. Like I never knew
1: anyone hated the Hardy Boys. yeah, just because you i I mean look at this year. look at oh eight. it's fucking a Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, solo careers. these guys are. They're more successful than like any other people ever. Like when you look at Jannetty and HBK, when they broke up as a team, one of them fell apart. Like these guys both fucking made it happen. Like, I,
0: and we they, wanted Matt Hardy to fail. We were waiting for him to kill himself, stronger than death, eating grapes, looking high as fuck. Look at the mugshots. We saw him hit rock bottom, and he came back and rose above it all, ladies. These goddamn Hardy boys. Both of them are great. And as soon as They're Doc, cool. it just took Doc Hendricks. As soon as he taught them how to dress, they became awesome.
1: Yeah, this is like playing tackle football with no pads. Do do do. We.
0: Sorry, we're going to appreciate that theme soon. But ladies, after this unbelievable Jeff Hardy match, which I don't know that I I enjoyed as much as the underselling ref did until we talked about it. Now that I heard the song, I'm all in. Let's watch it again. I,
1: really, I got to say, I really enjoy this match. I'm always, I always. I'm still being blown away by how great Umaga is. So. Yeah. If we're doing a Dave Meltzer style star system, five and a half
0: stars. I love when Umaga just yells out gibberish words at the crowd during a match. Hookah! <laughs> and then Lawler's like, I, or Jim Lawler's like, what do you say? Jim Ross is saying, I don't know Samoan. I don't think it's even Samoan. But then Valides, it's like Jeff Hardy singing. What did he say? Then yeah. after the match, we see Michael Cole and Mick Foley. We finally meet the commentators. And Mick awesome. Foley is hanging in there, looking a little miserable. I feel like he maybe he didn't get yelled at immediately like once vince got comfortable it built because i know i don't immediately abuse like a max murder i let it build i see what they can take so vince probably got in his ear the tone would change the volume would raise and by now he's got to be screaming at him right well the
1: pay-per-views has to be the only time where vince is screaming at him right because smackdown we've heard stories vince is like not even there so I'm just I'm I'm wondering where Mick is getting this like he's always yelling in my ear. It has to be during these moments, right? Like there's no other time where where these guys interact. So I guess this is probably it's probably because I don't know how long Mick hangs around. I don't I honestly didn't even remember him being part of the commentary team in 2008. So uh, very forgettable for him. Uh, I also forgot he was in like a I Quit match with Ric Flair at SummerSlam. I remember, like in like oh spoiler. So. Oh okay, Jesus, I he's that... had a weird career, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I def, like I don't know. I still, it's new to me every time I watch it. But he's really awkward on commentary. Well, wait,
0: how about when they had him do a demo of the stretcher match? Because ladies, Batista and Shawn Michaels are gonna go head to head in a stretcher match later, and I loved it. But we'll talk about that when that happens. Uh, <laughs> but they have Mick Foley in the empty arena with a microphone taking direction off camera like continuously looking off explaining and he actually calls the stretcher match keep in mind mick foley the guy who went off the cell the guy who went through the cell is calling the stretcher match the most grueling physically taxing match in wwe history like why because it has wheels in it what are you fucking talking about yeah why is this (laughs) the most grueling i've seen we've seen way we watched you bury the undertaker it seems like it might be the funnest match. Like, give me a stretcher and a friend. We'll have a stretcher match all day. We'll have a, <laughs> a grocery hour... cart match. Have <laughs> a three hours grocery cart match. Fuck yeah, that'd be the best. So I don't know. Mick Foley didn't do a great job. The guy who jumped off his roof. I think that was a little more grueling. But then we get to see Sean Merriman in the audience. Oof. He was a football player, ladies, And if football didn't, he should have been a boxer. Football's stealing all the great boxers. Sean Merriman could be a great heavyweight. Like, you don't know Anthony Joshua yet? I guarantee you, your favorite boxer will be Anthony Joshua in the end. Just Google him and look at him, and you'll know why. He is an all-American golden boy. He's the perfect-looking man. And when you watch that documentary of him going up to Klitschko, you're just going to see the perfect... The, the Like what Leo Rush says about Bobby Lashley is what I want to say about Anthony Joshua. Look at that physique. Damn, he is a heavyweight. It's a big looking dude. That's what I'm saying. He's like, Book- uh, sorry, Booker T's dick still on my screen when you're saying that. be yeah,
1: too. I had to click away from his dick to find <laughs> Anthony Joshua.
0: <laughs> That's why we were so underwhelmed by Anthony by the time we yeah, got to we him. We were just
2: looking at some dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, Joshua. we
0: took like He's a. He's a big man. There was a five second delay where we were still looking at Booker's dick. Then finally, Google hit enter on Anthony Joshua. And yeah, all of a sudden, he doesn't look that great to me. He looks like Brendan Shah, but black. Big fucking deal. He's a bum. Tyson Furrier will beat him and Deontay Wilder in the same night. But, Validius, we go from Sean Merriman to Taz and Mike Adamly. Mike Adamly's hanging in there. Nothing too uncomfortable here. And then we get to see a, a Singapore cane match. And we go from nothing uncomfortable to Tommy Dreamer wrestling in a one-night stand shirt. And only one of them. Put layers on, you fat fuck. So this was a great match, though, Validius. It had CM Punk, Big Show, Chavo Guerrero. John Morrison and Tommy Dreamer and they had Singapore canes hanging in hanging in each corner and CM Punk it was basically a cane on a pole match canes on poles match and CM Punk did a great job of looking up at him and acting like they mattered I was all in for this one ladies. CM Punk has the briefcase
1: Yeah and I I enjoyed this too and did they make it clear someone would be getting a title match yes. after this like, oh, Okay cuz okay go.
0: so they had Kane watching like on a monitor Wasn't
1: that place. weird like Kane's on the cover <laughs> of this Uh, cover he's on the poster and here like the only time you see him is he's standing there in full gear with the belt on his shoulder i was very confused why kane got dressed to watch tv uh but i i I also enjoyed this match i thought for ecw at the time i guess i kind of remembered this where they would try and be a little hardcore and then uh it is funny they only get one match at the one night stand pay-per-view which was invented kind of for ecw Uh, of course this was when you know we'd watered it down and made it the WWE, Cw, uh, but I like this, and I think Big Show. Like when he was bleeding, he kind of he kind of did like a Shamrock Snap almost. I enjoyed it. I think, uh, and I like Tommy. I like Fat Tommy Dreamer. I know it's not a cool thing to like, but why would he be skinny?
0: It doesn't make sense. He's the hard. Because he's guy. a wrestler. For fuck's sake, he has. He's an, not a
1: wrestler. No, he has he's an a edge. Cool legend. He's
0: got an entrance. He's got a finisher. Look at
1: Foley. Foley ain't got no six pack. Well, it's a beast. How good
0: is this fucking song, ladies? And this is the remade version with that extra distortion. God, bash! give this one a Mad Hottie version 2, too. Oh god. And I remember when this first debuted, Valides, and it was Big Nasty for me. That's the name I picked. I was all in on Big Nasty. But this big show song was the most ridiculous fucking thing you ever heard the first time you hear it. But now you don't realize. It's been like 20 years. I'm numb to it. And I finally feel like I had like an out-of-body watching this pay-per-view when the song hit when he won. And I'm and this oh Hall of Fame of Big Show matches, by the way. I loved (laughs) this fucking match. The whole match was built around him. And at the time, there's no way I could have liked it. I don't think there's uh, any way a lot of us real fans of ECW could like it because it's being branded ECW, but it's fucking Big Show versus Kane is the big title match. And our our ECW guy, CM Punk, is getting destroyed in front of us. Tommy Dreamer is getting beat up. It's embarrassing. I did like Tommy Dreamer's little suplex with the... The St- Singapore cane. But Vlades, the story of the match where everyone grabs a cane and attacks Big Show. Four on one. Each has a cane. And they eliminate him from the ring by clotheslining him with a cane over the top rope. I was loving it. Then by then Chavo hit Sean Merriman accidentally. Sean Merriman <laughs> I really like that. Sean Merriman gets to hit Chavo because CM Punk hands him a cane. And I was just staring at this kid who was like two rows behind Merriman, who was like so into the story. Like it was real. He I knew the whole time what was going to happen. This kid had no idea. He was flinching when CM Punk was handing <laughs> Sean Merriman the cane. And um, when I say kid, he was like 15. He wasn't young enough. He wasn't S- Sebby's 15, but he's older than Sebby. This kid should have known what was happening. But uh it was great to see his reaction to every little moment and how well CM Punk performed as such an indie darling. You can take those Sean Merriman cane moments and bring them to life, ladies. That's when you know he was the right choice for MitB. But ladies, the match gets great. When Big Show comes back and has a fucking trash can full of canes. Fuck all these little idiots who climbed up to grab one. And he's just taking canes out and breaking them on people and grabbing a new one. Breaking another one on people. Like, everyone hates the fucking Big Show. I I feel like I'm guilty of it. But if any of us had to sit down and write a Singapore cane match, we would have the worst match ever, no matter what we wrote. And this now exists. It's in canon, where Big Show has his second greatest match behind the sheamus one at hell in a cell 2012 which is the one of my favorite matches of all time uh now this is my on my second of at least my big show list this was a masterpiece and how, even him versus Great Khali on one of those recent pay-per-views, I feel like if we had to book it, how shitty would that be? But we watch it, and it was pretty damn good. The crowd seemed to care. Every Big Show was selling real hard. Like it got me into it. Like how underappreciated it is he's bigger, he's better than Andre the Giant. I watch Andre the Giant's collection on the network. He ever makes one fucking facial expression. Big Show's full of facial expressions. He's a performer.
1: Like even, and this is, I mean, 08 Big Show when he's in shape, he looks great. I remember even like 2015 big show doing a sunset flip with on a big man, like on Braun Strowman. So he definitely is a way better worker than Andre. I know we're going to upset a lot of people, but watch Andre matches. He can't even do a leg drop. Like it's just hard to watch big show. He goes for it. And yeah, this year he works with Floyd Mayweather. Like
0: he, he's clearly
1: like one of the biggest stars ever. So I'm
0: sorry to interrupt you so much, but with Andre, all his good stuff apparently is when he has an Afro and is wearing blue undies like you yeah but no i want to see andre with the one piece that makes him look like a giant like and i want to watch dusty with fucking polka dots not like I, vince knew what to do with these idiots that's what i want to see that version and then but no they were good when they wore shitty attire and everyone in the in the crowd was sitting on wooden chairs like, no it doesn't look right it doesn't look like wwe i hate well, something like
1: i read rick flair's book and it talks about how you know every night you did a one hour a one hour draw you did a broadway and I just can only imagine, like you like we, we judge matches so much based on crowd reaction in 2018. I can't imagine the crowd being into some of these matches for an hour. Like a full hour of it? Like how many rest holds happen? Like we need to get our hands on some of these Broadways, because I can only imagine at minute 40. Everyone got up to go to the bathroom and get a beer. Like, many, there's just no way.
0: How many back body, body drops can Ric Flair take from fucking this idiot again? And then it's always with a <laughs> fat guy named Wyndham, and we're going to act like he was the best worker ever. Yeah, I'm sure he yeah. was. I'm sure he was great. But- yeah, I love
1: hearing Conrad, like, Barry Windham, a great, uh, he's great in ring, everybody has respect for him, and he's the fucking stalker in 96. Isn't it weird,
0: like- too, though, to hear, like, oh, yeah, Barry Windham, he looks great here, he looks amazing, and then you'll hear, like, oh, LOD 2000, they have hair and they look fat, but I, they look great to me, LOD 2000 is the best LOD, and I get to hear Bruce Pritchard trash him all the time.
1: I think Animal looked great, like the greatest Animal ever Hawk looked. Hawk I think they, amazing. Were, they were upset with Hawk.
0: What a rush. He doesn't have to look good. Just say that. He's a big guy. Drop him on his head, he'll get up. You know my line, ladies. You always said it back to me. How about when Chavo hit Sean Merriman, and Sean Merriman sold that shit? I was so impressed. I don't spoil. I was going to ask what Sean Merriman does, but I feel like it'll be on a pay-per-view, and we're going to watch it probably this week, so don't spoil it. Uh, ladies, well, this
1: event was in San Diego, so I, I don't remember. I feel like it's a one off oh. just because we're in San Diego. I was surprised Sean Merriman wasn't wearing his fucking jersey. Like it just seemed like it was such a, we're in San Diego, you know. And it's it's like when Orton gave Mark Cuban the RKO in Dallas.
0: Yeah, like that time I thought Gronkowski was going to be a wrestler, but no, they're just <laughs> <laughs> they're in Massachusetts. Please, smart me up here, chat me up here. Uh, big Show, yeah, yeah <laughs> he falls down on the steps, and I swear it's real. He, The way he hits his head, or it looks like he does, the way they film it, the way he holds his head after, it's either the perfect cover-up to blade your eye, or it's the realest cell job. I can't tell, but he's down so long, it seems like it's a, a, a blade situation. But when you see the gash, it looks like a real, like he hit his eye, but it's in a spot that you would blade. So just too much of it is bladey but i believed it and is that just another example of big show being awesome do i need to put him on my top 5
1: i cuz there was enough blood to where i was like oh that's that's a work but at the same time i kind of thought it was just real because there was that awkward it didn't look like a blade and yeah just just kind of the the amount of time spent and the way the rest of the match went, this match didn't need blood in it. You know, it's not like it really played a factor in anything. You know, it's not like a triple H classic where he's covered, his face is a crimson mask. You know, like, it wasn't one of those moments. It was like, holy shit, he accidentally is bleeding. Now he's got a trash can full of Singapore canes and kicking ass.
0: You're right. It wasn't a steps match, and it happened on the steps. So, and it did look like the way he fell, he hit it. And I feel like what happened is maybe it was an accident. He gets a gash on his eye, and he kind of lets it, he definitely lets that spread on his face, though, as he's laying down. He's like moving his head. Yeah, like, let's make this look good. Because when the, but then again, it does serve the match so good. Because when Big Show rises, with blood on his face, like he then he's got the eyes. Oh, it was a fucking gay. Yeah, it was a blade. But ladies, after Big was, Show wins, yeah, it was a blade and some sandpaper and some forceps. After Big Show wins, with the best theme besides Jeff Hardy's, we see Kane watching backstage in his gear. Then we cut to Vince McMahon. He's talking to, what's that guy's name? He looks like Todd Phillips, but the ugly version with glasses. Todd
1: Grisham. Todd to- Grisham is handsome. No, Let's, he's not
0: handsome. Words. No, Tom Phillips is handsome. Todd Grisham no, is handsome. neither one of them, are any
1: good. Right? Tom They're both Phillips, the same guy, Phillips is by the
0: handsome. Way. I'm sorry. Have you seen him? His hair is perfect. Tom Phillips, when he has a little beard.
1: No, if we were playing Pokemon Go, Tom Phillips would turn into Todd Grisham no. after you walked
0: a thousand steps. Todd Grisham is the ugly stepchild of the parents of Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips will face fuck the shit out of Todd Grisham. I but- miss Todd Grisham, though. Like
1: He was a little different than Michael Cole. Todd- Tom Phillips, are, and by the way, I always say Todd Phillips, but Tom Phillips is just like a diet version of Michael Cole. It's
0: the same Stop. guy. He's great. He has a deeper voice. He has a douchier delivery. I'm telling you, this guy's got a future.
1: I he, miss Josh Matthews. Sometimes I watch Impact just to kind of peep in, and I love, he still does this
0: voice once in a while. Tom Phillips is going to be why we never get Renee Young in First Mike. He's going to be voice of both shows. He's that good. Renee
1: Young First Mike because Second we Mike do. is
0: killing. No, she needs it, but she won't get it because Tom Phillips is too fucking good. This is like a once-in-a-generation talent. He's like, th- we got rid of Morrow. Then again, I did like that Justin guy. Who is he? Justin Roberts? I the loved answer. Justin Roberts. Was it? He- <laughs> Wait, that's not who I'm talking about. No, the guy who went to TNA and did commentary. Oh, Josh Matthews. That's yeah, I just... did like Josh. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But please. Josh
1: Matthews was better than Tom Phillips. I mean, Tom Phillips is not bad. and Tom I Phillips is Josh- great. Yeah, Josh Matthews now is not Josh Matthews. WWE, they stopped, they stopped yelling in his ear because he's definitely like, he does this
0: voice way too much. Oh, then he's better than ever. He finally found his inner Tom Phillips, his inner Matt Striker. But Vladis, Vince is backstage talking to your favorite, Todd Grisham. Yeah, and and Todd Grisham thinks he's going to win a million bucks because Vince is going to give a million bucks away. This is a great idea. Now, apparently this was real. He was going to give away his own money. But here's the problem with that. They're doing it to get people to watch, but no one will think it's real. So no one's going to watch for it. Like no one really believes on the wrestling show that Vince McMahon's going to give him a million bucks. So the payoff, it being real, is such not one. But anyways, we get a great Farouk moment. Valides, you want to say it? Don't you have a Farouk impression? Uh, I,
1: I kind of <laughs> don't. Um, my Farouk impression is
0: hey, damn. How's that? Is that good? I talked over it, thankfully. You're welcome. Oh, my
1: goodness. I wasn't good. Like My Farouk impression is like him smoking a cigar. If I had a cigar and we were playing poker, that's my Farouk impression. I love Farouk.
0: God damn it, Felides. He said damn so loud, and we all laughed so hard. I love little moments like that. Great callbacks, and everyone does, obviously. I'm not the only one who likes the Farouk damn. There's a shirt out there, and I didn't even buy it. So there's someone out there who likes it so much they bought the shirt. But I'm. I didn't have... like that it didn't say Farouk on it. I know that's a <laughs> weird thing to not like, but it just said,
1: "Damn, it could be anything. That could be an MMA shirt."
0: Yeah, put a little Farouk with a like ellipses or an equals next to it. Whatever they or put, put in put the. a little
1: like old blue helmet on top of the D.
0: Put an APA on the back. Fuck! I want it to be a JBL shirt too. I'll wear a JBL Farouk, sh- shirt before Farouk Farouk shirt. But ladies, then we have JBL versus John Cena in a first awesome. blood match. Fuck yeah, I'm so glad we went from Farouk to JBL. How great is that Mama Juana jacket that he's wearing? And then he takes it off. And this was the first month, ladies, where JBL, after taking off his jacket, is trying to hide his tits. He's got a towel over each tit very on purpose. And it was kind of sad for me to see him notice his own tits. I kind of liked when it seemed like he didn't know he had tits. Or he didn't care he had tits. (laughs) Like an 4 yeah, but now he knows in chaos. Or no, even a month ago on in 2008. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Fuck. But now he has a towel over his tits. And I love the towel under the jacket. I stole it from my Buzz creator wrestler in 2K19. It's a revival thing, too. To have a nice zip jacket with a towel under it. That will be my look when I beat Sammy Guevara at all in three. I'm going to come up <laughs> like that with box- with one boxing glove on, too. I'm going to bring that back. And I'll also have one pant leg like Ruby Riot. It's going to be a real weird. It all in. Let me tell you, I'm gonna open that motherfucker. And if Coca Caban is there in a cop outfit, well, I mean, I'm. stepping <laughs> If Coca is there in a cop outfit, I'm tombstoning him. That'll be the new all in bit. He's my Pete Rose motherfucker. I'll take that fat fuck down. But ladies, JBL and John Cena have an amazing fucking match, and I want to hear. Do. I want to hear what you thought of it. But first, what was this? Well, first the crowd was electric for Cena. I can't believe it. But uh, second, what was the sign? It said. Cena, John Cena's name. Cena equals then S-I-N-A. So Cena equals Cena. What does that mean? Cena equals Cena. Cena. Yeah.
1: He is a Sina. and this was a church. <laughs> Thing. I have no idea Jesus, Sina reading. equals Sina what does that mean is that a math problem
0: I'm wondering what this could this mean it's like a sine cosine and tangent thing? I feel like S-I-N-A is a more feminine Cena. they both are Cena, but that one's more girly so maybe it's like John S-I-N-A seen as a, a fag I would have just said Sina equals fag though if that was the sign but what does that mean? That is a very interesting sign. Like,
1: some people get real creative, but it's just to get on TV. Some people could put like Cena equals and then
0: bang. Oh, this guy so- was on the hard camera. He was getting on and he blew it this fuck. But ladies, the crowd loves Cena. I love Cena. I love S I N A. I love Cena. I love when they turn on the camera mic for his entrance around this time and it's more obvious. They always do it, but now I hear like the mic turn on and the crowd sounds a little different just so you can pick up Cena's voice. Um, yeah. But what a match. JBL still relevant. JBL kicks
1: ass. And yeah, I know that he has boobs, but I don't really care. I think I know that I'm I love ugly things. I love Todd Grisham. I'm a fan of Fat Tommy Dreamer. Uh, I don't mind that he doesn't have this perfect body. Like, I don't know. He just he's so big. It doesn't matter. So I thought this was a great match. I forgot again that JBL and 08 was a wrestler. I know he took like a year off to do commentary. Why would he ever sit down? This guy's one of the best wrestlers ever. And, uh, when I, when I rewatched this, I kind of didn't remember the, cause doesn't like Cena like slip out of the ropes for no reason. Like it just sort of is a weird moment. Um, but I, I liked in the, in the, the blood out of the mouth. I thought was a little cheap, but it was such a good story. I love that they the ref really checking and his forehead for blood. And, yeah, everything I thought were, worked really well in this match.
0: Well, JBL had these really thick hand wraps. So was that to hold the blade? How obvious was that, too? For he never wears this. But one night he needs to store nine blades in each wrist, apparently. What was that?
1: I don't, well, I don't know, because he, he ended up bleeding from his mouth, so it's not like it was a, I need a big blade situation. Oh, a I capsule, mean, he, then, he, maybe. He but could wh- bite his lip for, and do that.
0: And wouldn't the referee have the capsule? Like, why does he need these hand wraps? I, maybe it's for effect. Maybe he'll have them at the next pay-per-view, ladies. Maybe it's just the new, it's the 2008 JBL evolving as a character. And it could have been part of me thought
1: uh, like sometimes Jericho will wear jeans when it's a street fight. Edge will do the same thing where he's not wearing tights. He's wearing like other kinds of pants. Maybe it's like this is, you know, you remember you play wrestling games. This is my first blood attire. Whenever I do first blood matches, I only wear this. So yeah, maybe he just had like ring entrance attire one, match attire two, and that's the combo he went with for tonight.
0: I only have one attire of ladies, and that's the redesign, rebuild, reclaim. I need some charcoal on my buzz. I love WWE 2K19, but it's not boxing, so I'll play Fight Night Champion as George Foreman later, of ladies. I can't wait to do Foreman. that. Foreman. Ladies, after John Cena beats JBL again, I think he's been winning all these. We go to Randy Orton and Batista backstage, and Randy Orton says there's a draft in a. Few weeks. So you and I might end up on the same brand. Remember, we used to ride together. Evolution, we could be bigger than DX, he says. Because tonight, Batista's facing Shawn Michaels in a stretcher match, and Orton's facing Triple H. So he's trying to build alliances already. Randy Orton's sneaky, ladies. Now, he ends up finding other friends to run around with, as we found out when we watched Unforgiven. But imagine an Orton in Drax backstage. They could have <laughs> been the guardians of SmackDown. Batista acting like he's invisible all the time, being so funny. Orton wandering around like a snake. Oh, I love it already, but we never got it. And tell me about the draft at the time, Vladis. You watched wrestling then. You apparently checked out a few months after this. The draft wasn't enough to keep you.
1: Uh, it, it wasn't. And I, I, now that I'm rewatching this year, it's weird that how much of this I love and how much I think this is some of the best stuff I've ever seen. I mean, we're, we're about to go into a women's match where I was, where I I don't know where this women's evolution came from because it started at One Night Stand '08, but the draft doesn't keep me around. I know that like they do that moment where all oh, the championship is leaving the brand and then CM Punk sort of no spoilers, but you know how it goes. And yeah, it's just, there's some things that, uh, you know, that just didn't seem like a big, Oh, there's going to be a draft and shake things up. I almost don't like the draft. I, I know that's like a weird opinion to have in 2018, but I like, I love a brand split. I don't like a, a yearly draft. I, I like the shake up more where it's like, okay, we're we're not going to pretend it's some gimmicky draft. We're just doing trades. But I kind of like them kind of sprinkled throughout the year. I I would love it if there was, hey, you know what? Such and such has been doing a great job. I want them on my show. You can have so-and-so. Like, I would almost enjoy that more. Maybe, like, if they were actually, like, general managers and that's what they were doing, I would enjoy that because I think this draft is just – it's gimmicky, and then it, it it's just there's so much hype that you're not going to get what you want.
0: We need GM mode in 2K20. I was almost promised it in 2K19, I feel like. I feel like there was... B- buzz and then we instead we just got buzz the fucking character instead of all the GM mode buzz but you do have a very strange opinion that is weird because i hate the brand split but i love drafts so <laughs> i'll watch draft night and i'll be all excited i don't want a lottery either i want someone coming out and picking someone i want to analyze it i want to do a mock draft first i want to do a post draft i want to do three or four mock drafts even i'll do four parters you've been there pleaties i love it but then we lose all our matchups. We want like it all goes back to the original one when I was the biggest wrestling fan in the world, and I was it was the Attitude Era of Ladies, and WCW got purchased by WWE, and we're imagining all the peep, all the matchups we can get. Oh my God, Sid Vicious is back! What's gonna happen when Psycho <laughs> Sid comes back? We had all these great matchups in mind. Double J is coming back. What's he gonna be like now that Owen Hart's been dead even longer? Because he was only dead for like a month back when he was there. There was all these matchups. And what did we get? A, a, a brand split. It was bad news. I hate <laughs> this brand split. But then you fall. Apparently, the, the trap of the B show becomes easier to fall into when you don't have a brand split is the argument for it. And I don't believe right. that. I want Stone Cold Steve Austin on Monday and Thursday. How about that? Instead of putting them just on Monday, I feel like the idea of a B show doesn't need to exist when you have Shawn Michaels super kicking The Rock. Remember that shit? It wasn't a B show back in the beginning, but neither was Sunday Night Heat. It was just a great time when the C shows in Asia. Show. It was
1: a great time in wrestling, yeah. Like people wanted to watch Al Snow do things. Like that's how great wrestling was. People wanted to see Hardcore Holly, uh, so in the headbangers. So. When I look at wrestling now, I've always – I mean, I guess I watched the Attitude Era and I was there for all that, but – I enjoyed the brand split because it brought in that new talent. We had to get new guys to fill the show, and they had different vibes where, yeah, we had Angle, Benoit, Eddie, and Edge. Oh, all stop. Of
0: different... No, we had Pirates is what we had. Stop I it. I love
1: Pirates. Don't, I don't... love the <laughs> show and the dress. We <laughs> this... talked about this. I love these little gimmicks that they were pulling on SmackDown, and then you go to Raw with Triple H and a six-man tag main event every night.
0: But please, so... why can't we have these awesome characters even with there's not a brand split, we can still have. If anything, those great pirates that you love can fly in on their rope and wrestle more, better matchups against more people. please. It, it might also be the same reason I used to
1: love TNA was just I like that there was different shows. If you're just watching Raw and SmackDown and it's all the same guys and everyone's mixed together, it's almost. It's just not. There's no exclusivity. You don't no, really but need... Vlady's
0: Raw ended with with Shawn Michaels about to hit Stone Cold with a chair, and it faded out as he lifted it. I gotta see SmackDown to see what happens. See, when we have a cliffhanger ending on Monday, do you really think I'm still gonna give a fuck next Monday? Or maybe on two days later, I still might care. I might have to tune in to see the continuation.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like in the world of Twitter and where everyone knows everything, I'm people banned. tell me what happens on the dark matches. We can't do cliffhanger endings of episodes anymore. Hey, when Raw went off the air, uh, Steve actually set the chair down. They shook hands, and they just went to the back. And then we actually had a dark match with Savio Vega.
0: The reason we have Charlotte versus Ronda early with no buildup is because it needs to be interbrand. And it wouldn't have to be that if there wasn't an interbrand. We yeah, well, and
1: they don't have to do Charlotte. They could have done Naomi or... Anybody else it didn't have to be the the WrestleMania. Ladies,
0: you really want Ronda to be the black girl on one of the biggest pay per views of the year? Please, you're, you're. I want Naomi to win.
1: I think that Natalia's gonna. Where were you? Like we already talked about this, but I like the brand split because it does create. When Angle and Shawn Michaels fight each other at WrestleMania 21, uh, t- to take a phrase from you, it took my dick off. It literally did. It was such a great match that we thought we would never get because well, one of them broke broke his back. But one was on Raw and one was on SmackDown. They didn't co-mingle ever. No. So we
0: had that... I like that I'm getting angry Because I hear what y'all saying And then I read this Russian fuck Kumadev in the chat He says The brand split made wrestling different In a good way You have 316 in your name And you weren't there You weren't there huh. When huh. WCW got purchased And it became a McMahon storyline Instead of the matchups we wanted it Became a brand split Instead of all the matchups we wanted Fleeties, Which match did you want? I wanted of... Goldberg versus the Pirate And the Pirate was Lux on SmackDown Luger and fucking... Fleeties, I, I wanted fantasy warfare to become reality back in 2001 okay and it didn't happen i got a brand split and this kid right here i know a lot of this younger generation loves the brand split because this latest one we fucking needed wrestling or smackdown in particular as a tape show was in a bad way it needed to be live we needed the brand split but the reason it was in a bad way is because of the original brand split the original draft in the show had a shittier roster and got abandoned. And then we had to bring it back by reminding everyone that there's a brand split. No, we should have <laughs> abandoned... What destroyed SmackDown to begin with? Taking those top guys like Leo Rush and Bobby R- Lashley and having them on Thursday, too. Imagine if Enzo and Cash were on both shows, please. We can get Enzo's promo twice a week, and you're trying to take that from me? If, oh, and he was going to be fired in just a year, and you took that from me? This brand split took so much Enzo from me, and then they fired him. I Hate brand splits. Enzo
1: was on 205 Live and Raw. He was on two shows anyway, and you didn't watch the one he was on. So uh, when I when I think when I think of the whole WC, like I, I used to be on your side for that. Like, well, why would Shane pretend to buy it? That doesn't make sense. But now, hindsight, what does WCW stand for? Wheelchair wrestling. A bunch of old fucks. They're not coming over here to wrestle. Like, they're, the, the best WCW guy we got was. We got Booker T and like Lance Storm. That's ladies. That's what we bought.
0: I remember a Hell in a Cell match between Kevin Nash and Triple H. Don't tell me we never got our NWO injection. It all came. (laughs) I didn't need it. and here's the problem. I didn't need it right away, but it took a little while, and then the brand split happened and ruined it. Like the brand split. It could, if, if maybe it could have been right away, right before the brand split. But ladies, in two thousand eight, Molina faced Beth Phoenix. And oh, it, I loved it. This was a great match, by the way. It was an I quit match, and you were just raving about it a moment ago. And I kind of agree. I don't, I don't remember. I think Beth Phoenix won. I don't remember how. I get fatigued during pay per views, ladies, and I, this will come back when Undertaker faces Edge. I think that's the main reason why I've never liked an Undertaker versus Edge match. By the time the eight-minute Undertaker entrance happens, I'm fucking fed up with wrestling in general and all everything that comes with it. Uh, Gosh,
1: I hate that you say that, because this is the greatest match of Edge and Undertaker's careers. Oh, don't tell me yet. You don't need to think it. you need to take Edge seriously. He's better. He is top five ever at this point it's
0: so great you say that because in my notes i'll even just read it to you before we get there i was right now yeah i have this fatigue after everything i said but then it says in edge isn't a main event talent i was supposed to <laughs> sneak that in i was like the it should be first but i just left it, it as so last.
1: great like <sighs> it's so weird that you grew up with yeah you think you know me edge yeah. drinking blood or whatever with christian and
0: this Edge is
1: so fucking good. I like, see
0: what Vince Russo sees when I see Edge, but please, please, Melina's fighting someone, and I apparently, love apparently she, this is the most roll tied
1: Melina and the most roll tied Beth Phoenix I've ever seen.
0: I've never been more in love with Jess May Allen. She just got her second ultrasound, and the baby has the bigger head than me. It's a Scampoli dome piece, Fleedies. Jess has are. a bit of a head herself, so now we got a real cranium coming out on Jack and. Uh, why did I bring that up, ladies? Why did you that... didn't want to talk about how roll-tied the two girls are? Oh, were. right. I don't care about women anymore. And I mean, I occasionally will Google the weigh-in of Yelani on Jacek, but beyond that, I'm not worried uh, about uh melina and beth phoenix as sexual beings but yeah i guess a girl won this was a women's evolution when does melina become great when does Mick Foley fall in love with her and write a book about her that
1: was '06 when he <laughs> fell in love with her that was, that was what that i quit bullshit was about it was a weird storyline where it, he was like her daughter her, her she was his daughter there you go and yeah that was a weird angle but this is the first time I really remember seeing Melina be a good guy because she was always the screaming bitch. Like, and then the paparazzi guy falls over, and she's like helping him up. I was like, she is really milking this thing right now. And I thought it was awesome, but I really enjoyed the weird submission that Beth did to make her tap out. I thought that was great. Uh, this was a really good match. I, I liked, And they gave him time. I don't know why people think – Divas matches were only a minute long. When you have two
0: great in-ring uh, talent like these two, you can get eight minutes. It's too much time, actually. Valides, I, I... tapped up before either one. And Valides, uh Jess, I need you to cover your ears. Mick Foley's real daughter, <laughs> Noelle. Go on, wrestle with the plot on Reddit and type her name in. She's roll-tied in <laughs> herself every now and then. She's a diva. <laughs> She's going to be a champ one day. Uh, Charlotte Flair who with that mole on her fucking face? Noelle has some looks. All right. George, tell Jessica to uncover her ears because we have another match for ladies, and there's men in this one. But first, we go backstage and we have kind of a sexy scene. So, Jess, cover your ears. I love again. this. This was super sexy. First, we see Dr. I-M-Am with John Cena, the guy that CM Punk's getting sued by, that redhead <laughs> weirdo. And they're in his office, apparently. It's a bigger office than Triple H in the fucking building. It's huge. And then Mickey James comes out of the shitter. And she's in there. No, wait, Mike Adamley came out of the shitter. Mike Adamley came out of the shitter, yeah. Mickey James just sort of wandered in because... uh, I don't know, she just knew where
1: John was. She knew that he had a rough match with JBL, and he would have had to go see the trainer.
0: So what is happening here? I thought in real life, John Cena and Mickey James are confirmed to have had sexual acts. I didn't know there was an on-screen romance. I'm very much into this, Felidius. Is this because they knew it was happening in real life? They had to write it?
1: I think so. I think we... Us maybe it it is the wrestling fans who want to have that, like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, this is some real life playing out. But it's also, it gives you another layer to who these characters are. You really get to see
0: Mickey <laughs> being coy with John. Like No, wait, just, wait, when you, were you thinking that when you watch this? Like, oh, I'm getting another layer. I'm getting coy I Mickey. was,
1: I was sitting there going, why is this important? But it makes you kind of like, and this is uh, not for John Cena. It's making me like Mickey James more. It's making me see her as not just, you know, some chick who wrestles but she likes one of the guys and then Mike Adamley comes out and makes me laugh a lot and I loved it. The only and thing I
0: that- got from this it wasn't any coy Mickey, it was vulgar Cena like talking about a rear naked choke and like bringing I up submission that. holds that were suggestive in nature and yeah, basically talking about he was going to fuck the suggest- shit out of him. It was
1: just obvious. It wasn't even suggestive. It's like, hey, <laughs> let's go have sex and choke each other, bro.
0: <laughs> Mike Adamley is going to come with us. Mike Adamley is the best. He had to go take a shit, and that's the best bathroom in the arena.
1: I love that he was like, don't you call in matches? like, I just had the one, and then
2: I <laughs> took <take> a shit.
0: <laughs> t- well, he really needed Dr. IM to go look at it. He's like, what is that? keeps coming out <laughs> of me. But ladies, there's a b- stretcher match between Batista and HBK. And yeah, then uh, yeah, Mike. We got to see another layer of Mike Adamley's character because he played Coy. <laughs> he was so funny. Was, this was a great bit.
1: I hope Pritchard produced this one because I enjoyed watching Cena and Mickey flirt, and when it was obvious they were having sex in real life, bro. And then Mike Adamly was like funny and. He was like the Juana Mama thing, and yeah, you know he is. said they were going down to Tijuana. I enjoyed Mike Adamly here.
0: Oh yeah, he was playing coy because he came out to go. Uh, uh, I'm in, it's ready, and he goes, oh, it's Mickey and Cena. I have some Mama Juana, uh, but really this he was this
1: other layer of Adamly that we needed.
0: Yeah, he drinks too much Mama Juana and shits purple. And I don't,
1: and I don't <laughs> know where this Cena Mickey James thing's where it goes. But I'd like to imagine they were preparing to do like a big Eve Torres, Zack Ryder storyline with it, and
0: it just never panned out. Ladies, Batista has one of the best damn theme songs ever. Cue that one up, too. Ever. Why and are we... the machine guns are cool. I love everything about them. Ladies, is that Alter Bridge? I know you love Alter Bridge. They, is, or is that's, that Jeff Hardy singing this one? That's
1: not Alter Bridge. That's actually Saliva, and I hate that I know that, but that's. You <laughs> <laughs> want a great that's band? Saliva. Okay, we all know who it
0: is. The what bat- the you fuck? Know. They got Saliva to do Batista's song?
1: Yeah, dude, Saliva, when they were taking a break from all their awesome songs, they did,
0: a uh, walk alone. I think they also did Maria's theme song. I just kept singing writing on the wall in my head. I just kept thought that was kind of his, too. But, yeah, that one's good, too. Walk Alone, HBK song. Uh, we all know that one. And this, is a, Hart, dude. this is a stretcher match, for ladies. And Chris Jericho comes out during it frequently when it seems like Batista's about to be done because he's beating the fuck out of Shawn Michaels so much. Because, remember... Batista's angry. Shawn Michaels faked a knee injury in his match. Holy fuck. Everyone should hate Shawn Michaels right now. Jericho's pissed. Batista's pissed. Orton's pissed. He's trying to form a new DX backstage. <laughs> Jesus. So Batista is ready to finish HBK at any time. But Jericho will come out and stop him and go, wait, Shawn, you can do it. Show him what you can do. And I was confused at first. I'm like, what is happening? But yeah, he's just making him get punished more. So Batista would then beat him up more. Uh, this happens a couple times, Fleeties. And how about when Batista's about to powerbomb Bonham, him? And he fuck? Well, first of all, how about before this? As HBK is getting beat, beaten up and he's pulling himself up. This goes in line with our conversation just two weeks ago where I was saying, why would Braun touch Brock's belly, his dry <laughs> belly? Why wouldn't he just put his hand on the mat? Like when you're pulling yourself up someone's shorts, it's just weird. And Sean does this with Batista. It is with
1: everybody. Sean is a big fan of the climb up the
0: guy. He does it great, but how about this one where he's pulling it down the pube line? He's pulling out Batista's dick, and the crowd is even reacting. They're going, ooh, because he's pulling <laughs> down the front of his thing, and it's really awkward. And then he I love the super kick, though. He tries to do a surprise super kick and just hits him in the tummy. And, and Batista yeah. just goes, a uh, Pillsbury Doughboy, <laughs> He doesn't even really sell it. Well, that's selling it. Come on. And, yeah, HBK is done for and collapses. I really like that moment.
1: It was a great match. And these guys, I forget how great both of these guys were together. Uh, and, yeah, I was just setting up for the Jericho thing. I think that stuff was a little weird. But uh, it still – this kind of was – Every time we watch Batista and HBK, this is kind of the best match of the night. So I, I really enjoyed this. I, I like Batista a lot more than I remember, and uh, we
0: need more Smackdowns where he has a reunion with the uh, with the Evolution. I love Batista when he goes, "I don't love you, and I'm not sorry," and then power bombs him. a <laughs> fucking king! <laughs> It's so great. And Batista gets his win back, but in a way, Shawn Michaels won't bitch about. Like He doesn't get pinned. He doesn't have to tap. He just lays on the stretcher. It's like, I didn't really lose. (laughs) Who cares? Yeah. So it's perfect. Everyone wins. I loved it. And then things start to go sour. And then your favorites. All your favorites come out at the end of these events. These long fucking matches that are called main events, man. We're joined by the great Jordo. Giorno, what the hell's happening where I got to watch a Triple H long match and then an Edge long match after an Undertaker long entrance? And uh, did you watch 2008 One Night Stand, uh, Giorno? I was like six years old when this went down, so it's a little hazy for me. Well, then don't call me, you faggot. Uh, Sorry, ladies. I just had to call him a faggot and hang up on him. He just keeps trying to call in despite not watching this shit. I'm not going to have to explain to him what happened. Ladies, Undertaker versus Edge. Let's just skip to it because Randy Orton and Triple H have a last man standing match. And um, they pull up the mat outside the ring. And finally, I see it. Finally, I saw the eight inches of memory foam that is under the mat outside the ring. Tell me you took note of this, because you're studying how Corey Mickey James is. Did you see the stunt mat get pulled up? And what an illusion. It looks like it hurts when you land on it. And by the way, Randy Orton does break his arm on it in he a minute. He collarbone, yeah. <laughs> but that's not the mat. So you got to land it on a bed and broke his arm the way he did it. This We'll talk about that in a second. But do you see all the cushion under the mat?
1: There is a lot of cushion mm. under there, but... I still feel like when you're walking on it, it isn't as pleasant
0: as everyone wants. But to did believe. you walk on it? Because think about it. This is WWE 2008 or even and it's been 10 years since. There's more. There's 12 inches now. But we've walked on mats. We've never walked on their mats. It's worked. It's wrestling. People are going to take bumps. And we saw how much padding there is. I bet if we walk on it, it'll be real SpongeBobby and squishy. You think so? I think it's a little firm. I just When these guys are bumping on
1: it and getting in it, when they're running on it, it doesn't seem very squishy. You Well, know? think I, like, about it. You can it put just, a
0: wooden plank on my bed. It's still memory foam. I'll take a bump on that fucking plank. I'll we'll, have
1: to, we'll have to try it out. Then, tuck my chin. Every time they pull that mat up, it just doesn't seem very... I don't know. It doesn't seem like it would cushion your blow at all. It seems like it would suck. No, ladies, it, it feels wonderful. I would almost leave it there. I would leave it there and
0: say, this is going to hurt way more than the concrete. I was that shocked. Concrete, it's cushioning. I was shocked. Jordan, stop fucking calling me. I'm not kidding. Go away. I'll block you. This is Valides. I'm known as someone who like leeches off people, apparently, according to Max Murder. I manipulate them. I use them. I can't get this fuck off the line. I don't want them around. I don't want Max well, around this is, either.
1: Y- yeah. And, and I mean, this is pay-per-view review time. This isn't like call-in time. There's a whole other
0: program for that. Vladis, I have another Alter Bridge question, but I'll save it for the Undertaker. I love bro. Alter Bridge. Dude. I'm glad you're asking Alter Bridge <laughs> he's calling questions. To, he's calling to answer him. He's correcting you on the Alter Bridge. Giorno's all over that Wikipedia. He edits it. That's his band. But Vladis, please. We're trying to talk about Randy Orton and Triple H up the worst match ever on six inches of memory foam. And then the ending, I, it's great because I wasn't paying attention. And then I look over, I'm like, what a shit ending. Sledgehammer shot? That's anticlimactic. And then you realize, oh, my God, Randy Orton just broke his collarbone. And Jim, <laughs> Ro- Jim Ross diagnosed him on the replay. That's a broken collarbone, ladies and gentlemen. And this spot, how does it go any other way? How does an RKO reversal over the top rope, out of the ring, End any other way. Now there was like a the steps or something were out there, so maybe he got scared he was going to land on them and had to move midair. That has to be it. But if are you, if he thinks he's going to take a flat back bump out there, doesn't that prove how cushiony the memory foam must be?
1: It, yeah, he must have really thought, "No, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to land out there flat." Like, did he plan to land on his feet and roll into something? Like, that is kind of a dangerous bump to take. That's crazy that he would try and do it that way. And yeah, there was really. It's kind of like Triple H how he tore his peck at
0: Crown Jewel. It's the same thing. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? Why you let go of the rope? What are you doing? I still haven't seen that or the purple tit. I don't. Know, I don't. I, and you think I would love it because I hate Triple H, but I don't. I hate him so much. I don't even want to see his injury. Fuck him. I'm sick of him. He still pedigrees Kane and wins. Kane's on my top five just because of that. Kane took one for the team. The mayor of Tennessee what a guy but <laughs> ladies randy orton triple h when randy orton got up after the injury and he was shoot angry and he was crying he had kind of tears in his eyes and how about that the way he was screaming at the crowd you could really see the real guy come out but you gotta cut him some slack i, I guess you'd be that angry if someone's giving you shit like after you just broke your collarbone and you're crying
1: yeah like he's in a lot of pain obviously he knows that His uh, career is going to be put on pause for a few months, and there's probably still some fans who are giving him heat. So he just gave it right back. He's a
0: consummate professional. He knew the age of Orton, ladies, was coming to an end officially, not just kayfabe-wise. Triple H buried the age of Orton. Remember that time he buried the age of Goldberg? i do remember that i, I kind of like the way
1: armageddon 03 ended though when we watch armageddon 03 and armageddon 02 is a great pay-per-view as well we should just do
0: armageddon next time we'll just do all those pay-per-views chronologically then we have a promo video for undertaker versus edge Valides. and there's a song that goes give me a hell give me a yeah is that i ref theory oh i thought that was Alter bridge i was gonna ask that what's that band
1: That's Rev Theory.
0: Did you get their CD, too, after this pay-per-view, or do you like them?
1: Uh, You know what? This song is actually, it was, this might have been during LimeWire, where I would just download that song. This was also the Blue Mountain State theme song for all the people who watch BMS on Spike TV. So, yeah, definitely a very prevalent song in my life, still on my, you know, playlist. (laughs) Uh, I love this song.
0: Give me a hell, give me a yeah. I was just thinking of you the whole time. (laughs) <laughs> oh, like, ladies must love Alter Bridge. This song, I just called the song Alter Bridge. I didn't every know song about.
1: from this era is Alter Bridge.
0: And ladies, I know that Lime Wire feel era, and I'm, th- you know, how I'm so into boxing now. It's my latest phase. I'm already thinking it's my biggest boxing phase. But there were times when I had to download every fight I watched on Limewire. So maybe those were bigger phases. Now just typing B hop, little B hop into YouTube. That's too easy. This ain't a real phase yet. But ladies, Undertaker faces Edge. And I can't give less of a fuck. I've already watched Triple H win. Yeah, and and it's just, it's Edge, I feel like. Undertaker, we've raved about how the shape he's in, but I also appraised Edge, but I don't, like when he comes out and he's standing in the ring and he's giving me douche chills because first he walks by the ladder and he puts a hand on it. And then he looks at the table and there's chairs on it. and, And now he's over here and... There's another table, and he's, he's acting scared of everything. And then he looks up, but the belt's there, and that's my hope. And it makes everything worth it. But then the undertaker, dung, and then he looks down. I I know Jim Ross thinks that's brilliant, and all the Bruce Pritchard loves it, and Vince McMahon it. is like, this is awesome. This is the character we want to see. I was fucking cringing watching Edge act out there. Like this is what I'm missing on Haven right now. In the jacket, and like th- it takes more than that jacket to make you a main eventer, buddy. I just was not believing anything. Lita wasn't there. I need either Randy Orton or Lita standing next to him, and all of a sudden Edge is the main eventer, and also Vladi's. Uh, 06 was that when he lost to Cena, uh, like four straight times, and now yeah. this is his lose to Undertaker a million times. He wins this one, but it's not a win. Let's face it. But uh, how do you take a character seriously when he's just the the chicken shit heel, quote unquote, the entire time he's on top, and at the, the end he was finally that good guy champion, but it wasn't long enough.
1: Well, I don't know. I I disagree. I think when he was good guy champion, it worked out. Uh, when I got back into wrestling in that like late 2010, he was SmackDown good guy champion all the way. And I bet it could have been like that for a hundred years. He was so good at it, but this edge, I love the cheesy heel edge, the rated R superstar. He's sleeping with Vicky to be the world champion of SmackDown. Like he just was that whole show at this time. And I thought they had a great match. And I know, you know, we praise Undertaker a lot, but he also took 10 minutes to get to the ring. So, and you know, I really enjoy Edge as a as a headliner. And I know that he had the weird feud with Cena that kind of set him back, even though it put him in the main event spotlight. Um, and then 07. I guess I can't really remember too much of that. That must have been rated RKO time. But yeah, this was just this is tip-top edge for me. And I can watch this match a hundred more times. I really enjoyed this whole fight. I've watched this before. Like like recently, I guess there was like a, a best of ladder matches thing or something, or maybe it was best of Edge. But I really enjoyed this match; I thought it was great.
0: And leaving this event, I I look at everyone on and the I'll roster. Ask our back first now. lady to get ready, and maybe we'll do it. A- Sorry, ladies, I wasn't trying to interrupt you. I <laughs> and mean, I think,
1: but I think Edge is like the number one guy. If we were doing a video game, he's like the number ninety; he's rated ninety six.
0: So the chat was saying the audio is messed up. So let me just—I think I fixed it. That 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 playing that wasn't on purpose.
1: But I really
0: enjoyed this map. It was great. And this is where I fix it. I- wait now I it's get- fucked up now it's fixed oh, yeah, it's our first now. lady to get ready and maybe we'll do it sorry Vlades, I wasn't trying to interrupt you I, and I-, I think we're gold ladies we'll continue regardless if the audio is still messed up on youtube kevinscampoli.com always gets the podcast as well as iTunes if you don't want to go to websites but ladies give me a hit I got it I got the song I was going to play it I was all excited to oh! is this Edge's is this Edge's song this is the hook. This is it. I can feel it. I'm not waiting any longer, that's the song. Ladies, it was, you know how it goes. Give me a hell, give me a yeah. And there should be a 316 in there. I love the Big Show song too. This is really a Greatest Hits uh, musical night for TWFS. We might need to bring up the Elias EP before we go. But I, as much as I didn't take Edge seriously, as, in, as much as he gave me douche chills with his acting, The Undertaker had such the opposite effect where after he fell through all those tables at the end and he was trying to sit up and he can't do it. I didn't think he would even do it, but he finally gets one in on like the fifth try and then he's having his send off because it's. The end of his career of his career was on the line in this match and to watch him walk off put the straps down and he turns around and looks at everyone i thought we were going to get like an arm up moment with the song but no no ladies this is not a time of celebration this is a sad time his career was ripped away by la familia so he turns around and looks at us the most vulnerable he's ever been the dead man the undertaker we've seen him drop cement on paul bear we've seen him <laughs> Uh, die Some of his highlights yeah we've seen him in a casket die and his soul float away but we've never seen him this vulnerable up to his eyes as he looks at the crowd and scans the arena one last time and he turns around as we fade away to a limping undertaker walking off what an ending to one night stand fuck one night stand oh five who gives a shit about rvd with crutches cutting a promo I was, uh, who cares about JBL being stuck up in a box? He should have been wrestling John Cena in a First Blood match at that original ECW one night stand. This was the greatest one night stand I've ever seen, ladies. It's the best extreme rules. It's the hat trick. It's the best one night stand, the best extreme rules, the best in your house is the best battleground. Even Jim Ross was on tonight. I don't think McFoley got yelled at once. He was on tonight, the way he described the stretcher match and put it above the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, edge aside, how about that Undertaker finish? The 2008 is steamrolling ahead, and I feel like we have a SummerSlam coming or something. So something big is right around the corner.
1: Yeah, definitely we're... It just keeps going up and up and up, and I didn't realize this was only two weeks after Judgment Day, so they were kind of, you know, machine gunning pay-per-views out, and they were all still so great. So, yeah, I'm definitely all in on 2008. I think it's – I mean, re-watching it, I can't believe I stopped watching this year. People in the chat, what would you think about 09 uh i i watched oh nine in 2013 so i can't really give it that same justice because i think oh eight is awesome then and it's even more
0: awesome well now. you're it's easy to say now but you started all this saying that oh this is the year that ended wrestling for you so you hated it at the time championship scrambles were happening remember matt hardy was ecw champion you didn't know what to think cm punk is the mitby or the world champion like What is this shit show? You stopped watching because of 08. And Vlady, it's good to watch it later because you can appreciate it finally. Like, I haven't seen 09, but when I watch Bash 2009 next month with you, I feel like we're going to be raving about it like it was a one-night stand 08. That's going to be our our new thing. And I'm even thinking because TNA
1: had to play a part in why I stopped watching because I watched TNA just as much as I did WWE at this time. So I'm not sure... What went wrong for me? Because I'm even looking at, like, Slammiversary 08. What happened? Why would I stop? And Samoa Joe is on the cover,
0: and I like Samoa Joe. So I don't know really all what it was. Ladies, it's been too long. You took a week off. I had to talk to Ricardio again. But War might be back because of it. He was, he's been gone for too long. So we needed Ricardio back. So maybe it was, it was the perfect timing. But it's great to hear of ladies again. Next week, what's the next pay-per-view in 2008? Do you know?
1: Uh, I think we're going right into I just had it up
0: too I'm gonna figure this out say words I'm gonna google it too wait that doesn't help I should just say words when you're googling it but if I'm doing I... the google part and if you could just say words because I'm clicking on Wikipedia wait, wait, ladies, what if I say more than words And the writing on the we're going
1: into your favorite we're going into night of champions bro I cannot wait June 29th Dallas, Texas. Here's the tagline It's a night of defenders. It's a night of challengers. It's a night of champions. And Shine Down is the theme song. This is awesome. Oh,
0: give me a hell. Give me. <laughs> Get Giorno on the line now that I've heard that song. All of a sudden, I also want to hear from Giorno. I feel bad. I called him a faggot earlier. Please, I haven't said that in like three days it's been a while i thought that word was getting retired and then he brought oh, it out i of just
1: me. read results why did i read results we're about to watch the pay-per-view
0: yeah ladies don't read the results next week we are going to cover 2008's next pay-per-view which is Night of champions if only rick flair could have a match with mr kennedy at it but i feel like both are gone by now Vladis, it's a great to hear from you i want to hear what you think of boxing uh, we'll have to pick the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight next week, probably, or the week after. So you have time to study film. You get to look up Usyk. You get to get EA Access and uh, get Fight Night Champion on there for free. Also, Sonic Gino is a F- Xbox Live friend. He wants to buy you Overwatch. It's on sale for 20 bucks. So he's buying it for you and Ricardio uh it's pretty much whether you like it or not he might have already bought it for you check your xbox messages he bought me a game i haven't even installed yet like a week ago so yeah he'll just buy you games he's he bought me 40 loot boxes once i'm not asking for this stuff i swear (laughs) that's a lot of loot
1: boxes but yeah the xbox is on so yeah i'll definitely see if uh if there's some sort of
0: game waiting for me that's exciting that that can happen yeah they hide it in your messages from xbox so you have to find the system messages or something Uh, Oh, ladies i can't wait to see taz and mike adam lee next week can't wait to talk to you again so boxing uh the next pay-per-view we have survivor series we'll get to discuss that next week make sure if you're watching us you're subscribing to this youtube channel ladies because the videos are back these live streams are weekly but it's the videos that are uploaded uh throughout the week that are the lifeblood of twfs i'm so proud of them uh the only thing that could have made this week's videos better ladies is if your voice was in them and we're
1: back and i love that i'm back and i'm here but ricardo did a great job i like that he he came in he filled the shoes perfectly and i remember him saying he has like size 19 shoes So I'm glad I was able to fill half of those.
0: Trip Sizzle in the chat says Wilder greater than Fury. He even put two greater than signs. You're out of your mind. Fury's going to box him up. Wilder's going to have his hands down like McGregor versus Mayweather. And Fury is going to show no mercy. The, he, he lost 200 pounds. He has more discipline than anyone could ever imagine. And he beat Vladimir Klitschko. Tyson Fury, Vladis. He's going to sing the Aerosmith song again after he wins. He's that boxer. But, Vladis, kevinscampoli.com <laughs> is the website. <sighs> Once again, it's wonderful to hear from the man himself.
1: My name is Ryan Van Vliet. And, uh, yeah, it is great to be back because until the day that we die. We
0: are. We are. We are the whole effin show kevinscantbully.com iTunes right. iTunes right. I t- search the whole effin show
2: moon, Twitter, Twitter Instagram, Instagram. All right. All right. Yeah, it's it's poly, from Ken what in the world are you thinking of sticking little smokies in your butt
1: why on earth is Max's hair blue? I've I have a ten-year-old old son. <laughs> I
2: have a nine-year-old son.
0: Jackass Kevin's gonna fuck you.
1: Gonna put hot sauce in his face. Oh,
2: please, it's in my fucking head! Now the fuck's he gonna top that? It's in my head! He better grab some mace. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous! What the world are you gonna see? <laughs> Let alone send out a tweet. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Who in the hell do you think you I are?
1: That. Some kind of star. This is what he does well, right? You are. Well, we
2: all shine on. He's not the moon, not the star, but the sun. We all shine on. Scam, holy, holy, holy. The bucket tea, I wow, wow. Yeah.
1: tough anymore. They aren't built to grind. They're built weak, soft. They're used to second place trophies. I'll tell you a story, Booker. I, I fought in a tournament and I took fourth place. On the way home from that tournament, I had a trophy in my hand and my dad said, hey, let me see that trophy. And he threw it out the window. I have a 10-year-old we're son. are on the highway home. I don't accept fourth place, third place, second place. I, have a nine-year-old I was son. built to be tough. I was built to last and I was built to get things done by any means necessary.
2: Cruz also grew up watching John Cena, as you can tell from how thickly muscled he is.